Hi there and welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. Now it's all very good training for hard rows but eventually you need to get somewhere near the hard row that you're going to be doing. So as far as this row today is concerned we're kind of looking ahead at a 10k row. Don't worry you don't have to be part of a 10k plan this is a great row to do no matter what you do but for those on the 10k plan this is where it starts to just expose you a little bit more to that kind of hardship over time. That effort that you're going to have to give on a 10k in order to be able to kind of push through the whole thing. Lots of the training up until now has been like interval workouts where you get a rest after 12 minutes or so. Whereas today, what we're going to do is a 40 minute row. But how we're going to do it is every four minutes, we're going to alternate between 20 strokes a minute at 2K plus 18, which is a nice, easy pace. And then the next four minutes, we're going to go up to 24 strokes a minute at 2K plus 12, which is a fair bit faster, but hopefully not enough to completely destroy you. But this bumping up and down between 20 and 24, actually, because you're doing it that way, your system works a little bit harder. So it is going to put you into that hard uh, intensity level, okay, the mid tier on my workout. And it will probably, towards the end, start to get his little fingers into top. But that that's fine as we miss this place as week five, session five of this 10K plan. So because we're, we're at the end of week five, this is why I'm starting to incorporate a longer row where you don't get the break and you can start to feel that intensity a little bit more, okay? So it's a great row to do. We're going to be starting this off. It's going to, at that 20 strokes a minute, it's going to be like five, six out of 10 effort. You're going to then go up to around about seven, eight out of 10 for the 24, go back down to the 20 again, in, out, in, out, in, out. You can do that all over 10 times. And before you know it, the row will be done and you go, all right, that's how it's like to row with a good intensity for 40 minutes. All right. So let's get into a four minute warm up. It's all about the fours today. Um, and we do this by going to our machine first to make sure it's set up how we're going to want it. So go to your drag factor first, which on the concept two is the lever on the side of the machine. If you don't know anything about drag factor, do check out the video I have on the YouTube channel. If you're using a machine that's not a concept two, just set your resistance or whatever to a point where you get a good weight out of the stroke, but it doesn't feel as though you're having to tug a house across the road, okay? Next up, if you can, set your monitor to eye height because that'll help your posture. And finally, if you can adjust your foot stretcher height, you want it to be at a point that you're able to come to the front of the machine with your shins in a vertical position, okay? If your feet are set too high, then you can kind of, it's a little bit tough to get there. If they're set too low, you can go shooting straight past and that can cause hyper extension. It can cause your back to kind of cave in at the front, all this kind of nasty stuff. Right. Four minute warm up, we do it 18 strokes a minute, starting off with really just a solid push from the, from the legs, but not too hard, enough that you can work on the connection between your feet and your hands, okay? And then we'll start to speed up a little bit. Here we go then, in three, two, one, and we're off. So really you're just connecting your feet into the foot plate, enough just to get moving. And then what you're trying to work on is that connection of your feet happening at the same time that your handle picks up the flywheel or the magnet or the water or who knows what you're using on your machine but you want that foot press to happen as the handle connects and that's how you get the power into the machine if you've got a forward lean and your arms straight as you push when that connection happens, the power comes up from your feet and into the machine. If you push too soon with the feet, your butt scoots away from you, you lose power. If you pull too soon with the hands, 
you can't quite get that power in from your legs. And once you're happy with your timing, you can start to think about your pace and maybe increase up to around about 2k plus 20 pace. And if you don't know what I mean by 2k pace, then it's a way to gauge your intensity. And you calculate it by rowing a 2000 meter time trial. Divide the result by four. And that gives you your average time to cover 500 meters in a 2k time trial. And that's your 2k pace. So when I say 2k plus 20, you just go 20 seconds slower than your 2k pace. Okay, last stroke. Put one foot on the floor, continue rowing. Try and hold your technique here. Your balance. Try not to fall into the front of the machine or over lean at the back. Should help with your compression into the front because you've only got one leg strapped in instead of two. Last stroke. Let's swap feet. Whoa, like a pro. I think it's the fastest foot change I've ever managed. Getting good at that. <laughs> of course I said, I'll probably fall off the machine now. Let go of the handle or the, <laughs> the machine will break in half or who knows. Don't get cocky, kid. Everyone knows that quote. There's no point quoting a movie if you can't hide where it's from. Right, both feet in, sorry, <laughs> legs straight, and just row with your back and arms. So swing over your hips, so you're picking up the flywheel with your back first, and then you pull in your arms to get power, okay? So take the power up with your back, then pull in your arms, then back out with your arms, back over with your back. One more. Now let's get to the front of the machine. Arms straight, forward lean. And just press out your legs, not too hard, because I want you to hold this forward lean and arms straight. Okay, if you push too hard, you'll end up kind of going back. I want you to hold this position. So just feel that connection as you drive. Because this is important to be able to start the stroke in a forward lean, arms straight and get that timing right. Well, I'm going to do one more for the sake of it. <sighs> yeah. Forward lean, arm straight, get the timing right, juggle a couple of balls and do complicated maths, long division. <laughs> I know, it's easier than it is. It sounds easier than it is. Don't worry about it. So, hopefully you're eh, warmed up enough. Remember, we're starting at 20 strokes a minute anyway, so you'll be fine as we start. Keep on moving up and down the rail, have a quick drink, and I will explain one more time what it is that we're doing today. Okay, once again, what we're doing today is a 40 minute row, but we're going to break it up into four minute chunks. The first of them we're going to do at 20 strokes per minute and at 2k plus 18 pace. Then we're going to go into 24 strokes a minute and 2k plus 12 pace. Then we're going to go back to 20, 24, 2024, uh, over until we're done for the 40 minutes, okay? Now this is about getting that little bit of intensity up there, being able to kind of experience the hard work. And then of course you get into that 20 strokes a minute, which will back you off. So it's not going to be like doing a proper time trial um, all the way through. This is about 
making it hard and experiencing that kind of that hardship uh, rather than it being absolute max tough, which is what it'd be if we kind of went up to um, 26 strokes a minute and 2K plus 9 and whatever. Because remember, most people's 10K pace is probably round about 2K plus 10 pace. So that's only two seconds faster than we're going to be doing these 24 strokes a minute at. So we're kind of getting up there in terms of pace and effort without quite getting there. So trust me, by the end of this workout, you'll know what I'm on about. And you can also let me know in the YouTube comments and things how you found it as well, because it's all very good me talking to you about it. But yeah, so, but it's meant to be, this is meant to push you. You're meant to kind of be like holding on through the latter half of this workout for those 24 strokes a minute points. You're meant to be finding it tough, okay? So don't, if you, not tough's a different word, I don't want to put you off. But if you start to feel it getting intense and up to that 7, 8 out of 10 and maybe higher, don't worry about it. That is the point of this workout, okay? You will be able to complete it, but you're going to have to put in some effort. This isn't a walk in the park. You're not sitting on the couch eating a bag of Watsits. This is all stuff I could be telling you during the roll, man. So let's just get on with it. In three, two, one, and we're off. So, 20 strokes per minute. 2k plus 18 pace for four minutes this should just be a bread and butter pace and stroke rate for you this should feel nice and comfortable and you'll be like ah this is a walk in the park and then basically it's like it's relatively okay then you add a little bit of spice then you go back to relatively okay again, but these 20 strokes per minute sections, they'll take progressively longer to get comfortable again into it. So this one's comfortable, you'll do the first four minute increase at 24. And then you'll come back down to 20 strokes a minute again and it'll take you about 30 seconds or so to feel comfortable again. You'll still be heart rate up, breathing a bit heavy after the 24s. But then you'll return, I'll be a bit more comfortable but then you'll get through the next 24s and then it'll take about 45 seconds to a minute to get back to that comfortable again and that's how it'll go so you don't get a real rest in this workout but you do get kind of easier periods albeit they will feel easier for less and less now a word about hydration a bit late to say it now but so this kind of workout you're best to be properly hydrated before you start it so that you can make the full 40 minutes without needing to stop for a drink. However, 
we are still in a training protocol so if you get to a point where you feel like you've just inhaled a desert because your mouth is so dry or somebody has sucked out all of the fluid from your body and you really need a drink have a drink <laughs> try and make it as quick as possible so you don't drop intensity by too much but if you need to have a drink in a training session it's more important that you live to make the next session than you try and destroy yourself through dehydration when you don't need to okay five strokes to go and then we're going to increase the legs drive to get the stroke rate up and the pace up two more one more okay 24 strokes per minute 2k plus 12. shouldn't feel too huge an increase both in terms of your rhythm and the power that you're putting from your legs but you should at least have felt some kind of increase and if nothing else probably heard an increased whoosh of your flywheel or water wheel or whatever you're using and as we hit this first four minute increase let's start thinking about technique especially as being I've just spotted my technique in the mirror and I can see that I was doing that bunny hand thing again so I'm trying to fix that now at the finish of the stroke with a bit more of a focus on posture and what my elbows are doing at the finish but all that's to come as I talk about technique remember as we hit this four minute interval I said that the way to increase your pace and stroke rate was about giving more of a push from your legs I didn't say pull any harder I said push with the legs and as you may have gathered from all the stuff I said in the warm-up about timing and power transfer that's the real key here is to think about generating the power in the stroke 
from your leg drive not thinking about pulling on the handle you see so many comments from people saying oh if you want to go faster you need to pull harder and it's just not the right way to think about it pulling from the front causes huge power leaks often causing your arms to fatigue quicker than they should and potentially causing injuries in your arms and lower back so you need to think about pushing with your legs right four three two one back down to 20s and 2k plus 18 so there you go that's what we're doing today quick pause in technique chat to have a bit of session chat so a little bit of effort and then you back off and yeah 30 seconds in I've settled down nicely to this second set of 20 strokes per minute and as we are at a slower stroke rate this allows you to think about what's going on with your stroke in terms of body position and to get into that position comfortably without having to race in and out so I said in the warm-up that the ideal position to have your body in as you drive the stroke pushing your legs into the machine is arms out nice and straight and then a forward lean into the front of the machine now by lean I mean hinge or tilt over the hips what I don't mean is that you just lunge forwards into this real slumped position at the front which you see quite a lot you want a powerful posture hinging forwards over your hips and you're only leaning in to a one o'clock position okay so again you'll see people hinging into like a two position 
head goes down. They may have that powerful back, but everything's slumped forwards. You only need a slight lean into the front of the machine. Like I say, up on your sit bones, nice and powerful, and ready to brace your core as you start the stroke. That's not to ignore your arms though. Straight, but loose, okay? Not tense and rigid. Nice and loose with your fingers hooked over the handle. Said in my best Scottish accent. Hooked. Okay, four strokes to go. And then we're up to 24s again. Two. One. Here we go. Should be able to get right back into your rhythm and pace. It's always a chance that, like me, you'll come into it a little over eager, pushing a bit too hard. But settle in. I mean, I prefer it if you held. 2k plus 18 and 2k plus 12 for the majority of this workout don't worry if you bump up and down by a second here or there it's as easy drops two seconds <laughs> you're allowed to wobble no one's going to shout at you the ideal is, of course, to get your stroke and power grooved in so much to a point that you can hold pretty much a constant pace once you get into that groove. But sometimes it takes time to develop that groove. No one's going to expect you to hit it straight off. And again, a role like today where you're changing from a low stroke rate to more of a mid stroke rate, you're allowed to have a little bit of a bump. But don't really, at this stage, want you to be down at like 2k plus 9 or 10. I mean, if you are there and this still feels like a walk in the park, there's a chance that you need to look at how you are calibrating your training pace. Your 2k time is probably soft. But as always, I like to give you 
I throw you a bone. So in that last four minutes, if you want to try and get as much power as you can out at 24 strokes a minute, then by all means do. I certainly come from a place where I feel sometimes held back when I want to go fast and the session says no. So this is the kind of session that as long as you behave for the first 36 minutes, then you can go as fast as you want at 24 for the last four minutes without breaking the training design. Okay, four, three, two, last one, one, back to 20s. I had a small increase in heart rate between the first and second of the 24s. I expect probably the same for you too. You may be finding it a little bit tougher to reset into these 20s. But don't worry, it'll come. Hopefully by now, your breathing will calm down. Heart rate no longer increasing, but there's a fair chance you've got a good sweat on. This undulation between efforts, although not quite the same as a is what you get from a high intensity interval workout where you're going flat out, then rest, then flat out, rest. That can really supercharge your body into a massive lake or lock of sweat underneath you. But the intensity variation on this session is still enough to give you a bit of a thermal turbo boost, let's call it. That is a throwback to Knight Rider. Old turbo boost. That's my pass there, Knight Rider. A-team, Airwolf, me as a 10-year-old kid, just lapping that stuff up. Anyway, back on point, Stevenson, come on. Technique. So, arms straight, fingers hooked over the handle, so they're nice and loose, and you have your thumb maybe lightly touching your index finger 
at the very most, that gives you an extra bit of length on the stroke and your open palm has airflow to reduce sweat in your hands which not only makes it less slippy but less likely to get blisters just from your hands being moist and repeatedly rubbed when weak now good technique if you want to engage or you're having difficulty holding those straight arms at the drive is think about an external rotation of your elbows that will loosen up your arms and connect your arms to your back three two one here we go 24s again that was a quick four minutes I got my maths right uh-huh that felt very quick is that because I was talking about Knight Rider and Airwolf trust me there's <laughs> mostly I go on these random tangents just randomly <laughs> hence the word random but I run with them because actually it gives you time to think about what I've just told you so I said about straight arms fingers hooked over the handle and a external rotation just a small one I'm not wanting your hand to completely flip but just enough to relax your arms keep your shoulders down and engage your lats and your back and then hopefully when I then meander on a story it gives you space to think about what I've just told you and then getting back to the stroke then you want to be far enough forwards that you slide on the seat far enough forwards that your shins are in a vertical position now if in order to get there your heels come off the footplate very slightly don't worry about it as much as one of my online competitors may have spread the rumour that you should never lift your heels off the footplate it's okay and even he came back and caveated what you were saying if in order to get your shins in a vertical position you have to come 
miles off the foot plate. That is a different story altogether. And I think that's more what he was on about. If you want to have the flexibility in your system and the body position and foot stretcher height so that you can come forwards, shins vertical and not have like a two inch gap between your heels and foot plates. Because you want to be able to put those heels down into the foot plate and put the power in without leaking the power because your backside has escaped under the springiness of your heels being up so high. Okay, three, two, one. All right, 20 strokes a minute. We're getting there, only a few more to go. Two more of these, two more of the 24s. Keep an eye on your pace, make sure you're not going too slow or too fast. My heart rate took another jump about eight beats higher at the end of that 24 than it was on the one before. That's to be expected due to cardiac drift and intensity increase. I'm not going to sit here and expect to have the same heart rate when I know the intensity of this row is increasing. What I get to? Yeah, so slide, shins vertical. As far as your head's concerned, look straight ahead, maybe right at the monitor, with a neutral chin, so you're not looking down. And you're not looking up and your hands should be at a nice neutral height in front of you you might be able to see a piece of red tape on my machine that's what I aim to get my handle to or the chain height to pass into. That marks for me a nice neutral height. And finally, 26 minutes in, we can start the drive. <laughs> you do that by pushing your feet into the foot stretcher, pushing the machine away push 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 I'm really thinking about 
pushing the machine away rather than pushing your body backwards or thinking about pulling on the handle man that makes a huge difference in terms of how the power comes in and usually it's because you hold that forward lean and arm straight if you think about pushing the machine away from you if you think about pulling on the handle or pushing your body back what tends to happen is that you grab the handle grab and lose the leg drive or you swing your back too soon because you're thinking about getting your body backwards which well, in both cases means you totally hemorrhage power right sorry too busy talking 24s didn't realize that I missed that one sorry although I'm on the right timing now for 24 so fall in with me either on the video or the sound of the flywheel on the podcast and I'll keep you on the straight and narrow from now on so I was too busy showing off the wrong way to row but I forgot the timer so you push into the machine push and hold straight arms and that forward lean push and then only when you are halfway through the leg drive do you finally transition from that forward lean into a backwards lean and again all you're doing is tilting hinging over your hips and ending up ideally run about 11 o'clock on the clock face and once you started that hip swing that's when you pull the handle to a finish finally now what tends to happen is that your legs should finish then a fraction of a second later your back finishes and then another fraction of a second later your arms finish and that's important in terms of 
making sure that all of the power from your legs, back and arms actually goes into the machine. So you want to make sure your legs come down. So full press of the legs. Don't lock out your knees, but make sure they come down. And then as your back comes into a finish, brace your core. And then as the handle comes in, finish. What about sternum height? With a powerful pull in, squeezing your shoulder blades together, elbows through your sides, wrists hopefully as flat as possible. Four strokes, three, two, one. Here we go. 20s again. Last set. And hopefully by now you'll understand what I meant about the effort needed in this row where it shouldn't be so much that it feels like a top tier max effort but it's certainly not bottom tier either. Even at this pace, at 20 strokes a minute, a minute into this chunk, the intensity still feels up from a cardio point of view for me. But I know I will recover within the next minute. I'll easily make it to four minutes to go and then that final four minutes is really just about not stopping. Especially if you're holding the 2k plus 12 pace. If you are electing for more power, <laughs> then it will feel tougher in that last four minutes. But anyone rowing this as described, you should finish this a good old eight, maybe nine out of 10 on the effort scale, but not falling off the machine, unable to walk or breathe, which is how I end up after a 2K uh, race. So, elbows through, wrists flat as possible. And if you have to have a small flare out of your elbows to 
keep those wrists flat. That's okay. What I don't recommend is proper chicken wings where your elbows are perpendicular to your shoulders as that shifts the force right into your delts or if you finish with the handle really high that puts all the force into your forearms and biceps which are nowhere near as powerful as your lats which you engage when you bring the elbows through and if you lean back too far it's harder to get that hinge back into the forward lean again okay two one here we go then last 24 strokes a minute chunk if you want to go faster then stick to the stroke rate and try to push as much power into the machine as you can it's only 96 strokes in total and we've already done 13 of them anyone else like I say it's just a matter of not stopping now you've got this as long as you don't stop quickly then once you've finished the stroke pulled in the handle you want to get the handle back out in the same rhythm you brought it in at your body naturally springs back and forwards which is another reason not to chicken wing so if you go in out in a good rhythm you're not throwing the handle away from you you're just letting it come back out in a good fluid rhythm then as the handle comes forwards it triggers the return of your back from that backward lean into the forward lean and once your forward lean has completed and your hands are past your knees all you have to do is bend your knees and you will effortlessly slide to the front of the machine ready for the next stroke without needing to do anything more with your arms or back so it's all about posture backwards and forwards hmm. but a forward lean backwards forwards 
backwards, forwards, backwards, forwards, okay? And then your arms only ever come in to a bend at the back. Okay, less than one minute to go. Just keep that rhythm going fluidly backwards and forwards with a good posture, braced core as you start the stroke and as you finish, make sure that core is braced to, oh, I slowed right down. Come on, stay strong, hold your pace. You too. Four strokes. Three. Two. Last one. Now because I was aiming for 203 for the 18s and 206, sorry, what are you saying? 157 for the 12s. When you average that out, that was bang on two minutes pace for me. So I got 10,007 meters. I was a tiny bit too fast. But that was the aim of today's session for me was to try and hit bang on 10K, which I just gunned it too much. Oh well. Right, have a quick drink while I load up a two minute cool down. Where are you? Buried further and further down the row along workouts list on ErgZone. Other apps are available, but not many of them are anywhere near as good as ErgZone, so. <laughs> Here's a good advert. Right, cool down, 18 strokes a minute. Pick a pace that will let you cool down. I'd suggest run about 2K plus 20 to 30, and then just make sure of the two minutes to ease yourself down, okay? In three, two, one, go. <sighs> Remember, don't skip the warm, the cool down, sorry. And as I've learnt over the past couple of weeks, as my back went into spasm again, don't skip the stretching either which I've been getting into a bad habit of doing. So when we're finished this cool down, I invariably talk for a couple of minutes more. Separation anxiety, I guess. So when that happens in any of my workouts, that's time for you to climb off, stretch your hip flexors, your hamstrings, your hips, your shoulders, your back, your quads, <laughs> stretch your whole body. Get yourself in a rack and, and stretch yourself out. No, don't do that. You're not brave heart. I'm assuming that's the drawn part of hung, drawn and quartered. The drawn part was when they attached them and kind of Pull them in two. Lovely. Braveheart. 
freedom. They may take our lives, but they'll never take our rowing machine. Wait, I suddenly became some kind of Indiana Jones villain towards the end of the, that. You shall never take my rowing machine. Oh no, wait. Is that Liverpudlian? Welsh? Oh, who knows? <laughs> Ostracised the entire planet with one pithy comment. Last stroke for me. Right, I'm done in the cool down. You either keep on rowing if you wish or do some stretching or whatever. I'll try and make this quick because oh, I'm going to get something to eat, to be honest, because again, I'm on this continuing the 16.8 fast. So I've not had anything to eat since 10 o'clock last night and it's now two which means that the dinner bell is clanging, clanging for me and I can go and get some chicken noodles which I'm going to very much devour today because I am starving or, well not actually I just know I need food so the thing about the 16-8 thing is you just you break that connection, this kind of is it, would it still be a circadian rhythm with eating? I know circadian rhythm is about light but I don't know if it's about food as well but that kind of thing of it's 8 o'clock in the morning, I've just woken up therefore I have breakfast that idea just goes out the window with the 16, well the way I do the 16-8 anyway where I stop at 10 o'clock at night and don't eat again until 2 the next day um, and it's funny how your body doesn't really, as long as you eat enough in those uh, 8 hours your body doesn't need to be constantly topped up with food it's just because it's, it remembers that at 8 o'clock in the morning all the time you've had breakfast so therefore it triggers, it's just your body knows this stuff, same with lunch um, it just your body gets used to the fact that you eat at one o'clock every day or something at the office and then that's why you start to get rumbly but then if you have a meeting over lunch that then means you can't eat when it gets to two o'clock you're no longer absolutely ravenous for food because that time in your head is kind of passed and your body's like all right we're not getting food okay let's move on with life so anyway so that's what's going on oh, anyway sorry I'm gonna a whole bunch of text messages and stuff through on this having yeah anyway you don't care about my life you don't care about the minutiae of the text messages I get through. I do get one every every single day, twice a day, from Planet Rock, suggesting that I text in so that I can potentially win seventy thousand pounds. There's an option to stop it, but I don't because it makes me feel important when my phone goes because nobody ever. <laughs> no, I'm just too lazy to turn it off to be honest. Right, anyway, sorry, I'm waffling. Ah, giving you time to stretch. That's what I'm doing. Um, I do hope you enjoyed today's session. That knocked out the part for me. I love that session because it does exactly what it's supposed to because it, it gives you that intensity. It doesn't push you too hard. It, and as long as you hit your points, it doesn't, it's not too easy either. And it's 40 minutes worth of rowing, which for most of you is going to be like maybe plus or minus five minutes when it comes to you're doing your 10K. Yes, some of you might take an hour. Don't worry, I'm not, um, not being facetious here, but most people maybe run about 45 or, or faster. Uh, for the 10k so you've got up there in a continuous row of effort so you've been holding some level of elevated heart rate and elevated breathing for 40 minutes in this row which might be when you think all of the the longer ones that we've done in this plan so far have all been like 40 minutes at 18 strokes a minute and the 2k plus 24 pace or something really easy stuff so that might be the first time ever that you've rode 40 minutes at intensity and now you know how it feels that it means that as you come facing into the 10k if you're going to do it at the end of week eight you're not like oh i've never done 40 minutes before or 45 minutes before uh, intensity so hopefully that did that for you that's the reason behind today's session okay so that's it uh what should we do for a hashtag um let's just do the reason it makes it sound like it's a um it sounds like a band or a film or something the reason coming to a cinema on monday oh no they don't say on anymore do they? it's coming to a cinema monday
It's no month, no on anymore. Hey, see, it's still going. I got tinged over there. I got buzzed over here. And like, anyway, yeah. So the hashtag the reason. If you um, got this far through the video and you want to leave a comment on uh, YouTube or Facebook or on this, the podcast or whatever, um, then let me know you got this far by doing hashtag the reason. And then other people look at it and go, "Ooh, the reason for what?" And then we get this far and go, "That was it. That was the reveal of the reason." Thanks, mate. There's an hour of my life I'll never get back. Thank you so much for being part of this with me. I do so enjoy your company, even though we're not really together. You actually do, <laughs> in an odd way, I know some of you on the other side of that camera, so it really does make it feel as though we are actually in the same room uh, together. So uh, thank you so much for being part of Row Along. It does mean a lot to me. And uh, make sure and let me know how you're getting on. Please look after yourselves. Stay safe, be well, bye-bye.